0: You're listening to the Fortress Church Audio Podcast. We're a church all about loving God and loving people. Let's listen in to our lead pastor, Randy Garcia, from this past Sunday's message. So open up your Bibles and tune in. Before we read from John chapter 15, let's make our declaration of faith. And I'd love for you to join in with us in agreement. Here we go. We declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. Our past is forgiven, our present is blessed, and our destiny is promised. We live to love God and love people at a deeper level. We desire to experience and dwell in the presence of God. We purpose to evangelize our world, exalt the Lord, edify the believers, and empower the church. Because the Lord is our fortress, we have a safety to run to, a security to go to, a strength to hold on to, and a summit to rise to. We declare that we are blessed coming in and blessed going out in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you believe you're blessed? Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. John chapter 15. Now this sermon series, this is part three of our series called Better Together. So we're talking about relationships, that we are better together. And uh, and we're talking about uh, horizontal relationships with each other, vertical relationships with God. And I praise God for that. Speaking about, uh, about relationships, you know, this, Jesus addressed it in so many ways, and, um, and I praise God. Before we read, I want to remind you that next Sunday, January the 29th at 6 p.m., we're having corporate prayer. Love for you to join with us as we call upon God uh, together as a church. 6 p.m. next Sunday for corporate prayer. Verse 5 of John 15, Jesus says this, "'I am the vine, and you are the branches.'" If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Somebody say much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Uh Uh-oh, nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. I don't want to be one of those branches, right? If you remain in me, verse 7 says, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Verse number 9, as a father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends. Does anybody know you have a friendship with Jesus? Amen. If you do what I command. I no longer call you servant because a servant does not know what his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I've made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. i got to stop right there. How many know you are chosen and appointed of God? This is what the Word of God says. I have, you did not choose me, but I chose you, says the Lord, and appointed you that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. Father, thank you. For the privilege we have to be right here in your presence as we come together, we do so in your almighty name, the name of Jesus. And at that name of Jesus, there is power, there is healing, there is miracles. Father, thank you for what you have given us through your Son. We take this time to worship you, Lord Jesus, and we take this time to prepare our hearts for the teaching of your word. We pray that your scriptures would come alive in us and through us in everything we do. May you receive the glory and praise. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Now, today is January 22nd, which means it's still not too late to kind of get things rolling for the new year. Yeah, we're 22 days into a new year, but I do believe that, uh, that we can still make a commitment. Some of you are here today, you know what, I need, a, I need a fresh start. I need a new beginning in my spiritual life. Well, you've made the right decision because this is great timing for it. And I ran across one of the poems that Lucy Morales, uh, uh, one of our church members, she loves, she does some great, great work in writing out uh, 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 poems. And I kind of liken this to uh, the new year, how we can uh, put away the past of the old and accept the new things that God has for us today. And she writes this, it's called, Goodbye, Hello, Goodbye, Ordinary, Hello, Extraordinary. Goodbye failure, hello victory, amen. Goodbye sadness, hello gladness. Goodbye restlessness, hello peacefulness. Goodbye unhappiness, hello joyfulness. Goodbye unworthiness, hello potential. Goodbye darkness, hello sunshine. Goodbye gloominess, hello happiness. Goodbye disparity, hello blessings, Goodbye tearfulness, hello smiles, Goodbye sinfulness, hello righteousness. Goodbye heartache, hello loveliness. Goodbye loneliness, hello companionship. Goodbye mediocrity, hello marvelousness. Goodbye unfairness, hello justice. Goodbye negative circumstances and hello, endless possibilities. I mean with the Lord with the Lord, there's nothing impossible, Amen. Let's believe that together. I want to thank Lucy for that poem. Love it, all right? And I'll go a step further to say this. As we kind of put last year into perspective and the previous years and the new season that God has given us, we say, dear past, thank you for your lessons. Dear future, I'm ready to open up your opportunity. And dear God, thank you for another chance. Anybody here grateful that God gives us another chance? Amen? Praise God. Now, as we look at the scripture that we're looking at today, John chapter 15, we see that Jesus is teaching. And I would say that the primary thing that we learn from John 15 is this. Without the Lord, we are nothing. I'm going to say that again. Without the Lord, we are nothing. We may try to live life on our own, but can I tell you something? It's not going to work. Anybody try to live life on your own and you realize it's not, it's not happening? It's just not happening That's why we're using this theme better together. We're better together with the Lord. Now, last couple of weeks, we've been talking about a new discipleship and connect group strategy and praise God for what God is doing. I want to say this, that today, the primary focus of our theme is not necessarily our horizontal relationships with people, but rather our vertical relationship with God. You are better together. You are stronger together with the Lord. Now, you know, once again, it's human nature, to want to do things on our own. But I do, I do believe that we need God. We need Primarily, we need God's wisdom. Anybody here need God's wisdom? We all need God's wisdom. No matter what walk of life we are in, no matter how young or how old we are in, we need the wisdom of God to lead us and to guide us. If any of us lacks wisdom, what does James chapter 1 say? Ask of the Lord, and he will give it to us. Praise God for that. Now, we need wisdom, especially in the area of relationships and friendships because to be honest we cannot be friends with everyone it's just not not possible not, we we just can't but i will say this we need to choose our our, our friends wisely and i'm going to say this the number one friend that we need to have is the lord jesus christ and this is what we're learning here in john chapter 15 jesus says you've called me friend so today we're going to look at lessons from john 15 that really help us become stronger together. I'm talking about stronger with the Lord. Lesson number one is this. Your ability to bear fruit will be stronger with the Lord. Your ability to bear fruit will be stronger with the Lord. I get this from verse 5. Once again, we're in John 15. Jesus says this, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. There is a direct correlation between bearing fruit and spiritual growth. If you desire to grow spiritually, and I kind of have a feeling you wouldn't be here today if you didn't want to take your spiritual life to another level. You want your spiritual life to grow. Amen? That just goes hand in hand with bearing fruit. So Jesus mentions this here in John 15. So what does it mean to bear fruit? And there are various answers for that. One, one may say, and rightly so, let's talk about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy. We're talking about Galatians chapter 5. Love, joy, peace, patience, uh, goodness, faithfulness, uh, self-control. And I think I missed a couple of them, but that's right. All right. Galatians chapter 5, that is the fruit of the Spirit. If God is in you, if the Holy Spirit is in you, then you need to exhibit this fruit that Jesus is talking about. So what else do we talk about when, and how else can my life bear fruit? Is, it, is there more besides just showing the love and the peace and the patience that Galatians 5 speaks about? Yeah, bearing fruit can also mean uh, bringing people to Christ. You know, sometimes we need to, to realize, okay, how many people have I shared my faith with? How many people have I shared Jesus with and brought them to faith in Jesus Christ? That is bearing fruit. Discipleship. How many people am I leading to a higher level of their spiritual life? And what am I doing to invest in other people? I'm becoming stronger in the Lord. Are other people becoming stronger because of me as well? How else can we bear fruit? Not just in bringing people to the Lord or in helping them go to another level. Uh, serving is another way we bear fruit. When you involve yourself in, in ministry, it's so important. You know, I oftentimes say that, that bearing fruit is is also a result of good stewardship. What is stewardship? Is the management of the resources that God blesses us with. Primarily, we like to say stewardship involves time, talents, and treasures. First of all, your time. The time that you spend, how do you spend your time? Do you spend it wisely? All of us are given 24 hours in a day, seven days a week. We all are given the same amount of time. But how we utilize that time is is different could be very different some of us use it wisely some of us don't i got to tell you you are wise today cuz you are using your sunday morning in a wise manner you are in the house of the lord right amen so i commend you for that but don't just leave your time and your stu- the stewarding of your time just to a sunday morning how about every day Does anybody here have a daily relationship with the Lord? That means every day I spend a few moments in prayer. Every day I spend a few moments in reading the scripture, getting into a devotion. Vitally important. That's being a good steward of our time. How about our talents? We're using our abilities to serve the Lord Jesus Christ in whatever way we can. God has blessed every single one of us with certain talents, abilities, spiritual gifts. Are we using them to glorify God? And here at Fortress Church, we open up many opportunities. Whether you use your gifts within the church or outside the church, I encourage you to find a place where God can use you. Once again, as we started this new year, we've launched here at Fortress Church uh, the the premise of Connect Groups, Better Together Connect Groups. What do we mean by that? We're opening different groups around uh, the city of San Antonio, some on the campus here, and perhaps God is knocking on the door of your heart to open up, lead, or host a connect group. Remember, connect groups can happen in homes. Connect groups can happen here at the church. It can happen at a, at a Starbucks or, or downtown where you work, wherever it is. You can make that a place, whether it's once a month, twice a month, three times a month, every week, where the people of God come together and, and call upon the Lord and just say, Lord, I, uh, I, I want to meet with other people. And we want to pray together. We want to study the Word of God together. Perhaps God is knocking on the door of your heart so that you can be of ministry. That is using your gifts, your gifts of hospitality, your gifts of teaching. And, uh, and we, we are making these uh, available to you through Digging Deeper Teaching Notes, which you can get right back over there. If you want to open up your connect group and need some teaching material, we provided every sunday back there now just some awesome things in your bulletin you probably received a little trifold giving you a list of the various connect groups happening at fortress church uh, back in uh, september october as i was praying i made a bold statement i said i said lord i want to expand our connect groups we only have about 10 or 12 lord i want to expand them to and i just made a bold statement 30 well, guess how many we have right now? We have 31 with four more on the way, and praise God. You know, God has met that, that, that need, and I praise God because you know what? What I'm saying is ministry is happening all around the city. Ministry is happening with men, with women, with married couples, with singles, with young adults and all, and in between, and ministry is happening. Maybe God is using you to do his work, and if you are interested next Sunday, one week from today, at the 9:45 Sunday school hour, we are starting and launching a 4-week equipped training and it's for anyone who's interested how can I be a better facilitator, leader of a connect group? Daniel and Jackie Rodriguez, brother Daniel back over there, would you raise your hand and Jackie's over there at the ministry resource center. They're going to be heading this up and if, if they're going to be just giving you some tips and encouraging you, kind of being your coach as we as we expand our connect group ministry for perhaps god is knocking on the door of your heart so as we talk about stewardship we talk about time our talents our abilities but also our treasures how many of you know that we are blessed by god to receive uh, uh, resources god gives us uh, resources for us to live and praise god for that and so don't forget that you bear fruit that's what we're talking about right now by giving back to god god gives to you are we giving back to God? You see, the reason I say this is because giving is a primary characteristic of a healthy relationship, of any healthy relationship. If you have two people who are in a relationship, perhaps it's a boyfriend, girlfriend, or marriage, or, or, or parent and, and children, if there is not giving involved, chances are that relationship will not be very healthy. And so I encourage you. If you have a relationship with the Lord, don't forget to give to God. I believe we look at choices. You know, We announced earlier for those of you that want to pick up your 2016 contributions, and, and as I picked up mine, I have to look at mine. Okay, this is how much I gave to the Lord, and then I see this is how much I got from the Lord. Is, is there a correlation? Am I giving enough to God? Am I, am I tithing? Am I blessing God? Because... The more I give to God, the more I am blessed. And I am a testimony. Anybody here can say, yeah, God has been good to me. Amen? And I believe we can all testify to that. So once again, giving is a primary characteristic of any healthy relationship. Life lesson, God invests in me. When I invest my resources back in his kingdom, it results in a fruitful life. Fruitful life. Amen? Lesson number two from John 15 is this. Your prayer life will be stronger than ever. Your prayer life will be stronger than ever. So what is Jesus saying here? Let's look at verse 7. Jesus says this, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. i got to tell you something. One of the greatest benefits that I have because of my personal relationship with the Lord. Remember, I'm not here to talk about religion. We're not here to talk about We're talking about a relationship with the Son of God. Anybody have that? Amen? It's not about religion. We're not here to join any religion. We're here to, to be in a relationship with the Lord. But one of the greatest benefits of my relationship with the Lord is this. I don't have to deal with life by myself. I don't have to deal with life by myself. You see, when I'm feeling down, I simply, you know what I do? I have a little talk with Jesus, and I'm comforted because, you know what, I am better together with the Lord. When I have a decision to make and I need wisdom, you know what I do? I have a little talk with Jesus, I pray, and I get the wisdom that I need because I know that I'm better together with the Lord. If I'm sick, if I need healing, you know what I do? I have a little talk with Jesus because I know that my answer, my healing And answered prayer is on its way because, you know what, I am better together with the Lord. When I need a miracle, I have a little talk with Jesus. I pray, and I believe with daring faith that I will receive the miracle that I need. I hope you're getting the point here. I don't have to deal with life on my own. And what do I do? I have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and I go to him in prayer. When, some, when something happens that I do not understand, something happens in life, Lord, I don't understand. You've been there, I've been there. You know what I do? I have a little talk with Jesus and somehow I gain the assurance that God is in control. You see, what prayer does is it brings me into a deeper relationship with the Lord. It makes me one with God. It makes me one with God so that I don't have to deal with the challenges of life by myself. I am better together with the Lord. Amen. Forefront in our news this week, speaking about prayer, was the inauguration of our 45th president, Donald Trump. And many people have their various perspectives and ideas and opinions about the president. Some are unhappy, some are very happy. But I will say this, this nation, the United States of America, We'll be better together when we come together and pray and honor God. Amen? I believe that. Because we are a blessed nation. What does the scripture say? Blessed is a nation whose God is the Lord. And on Friday, I came, I loved Franklin Graham's prayer. And he said this, Mr. President, he says, in the Bible, rain is a sign of God's blessing. And it started to rain, Mr. President, when you came to the platform. It is my prayer that God will bless you, your family, your administration, and may he bless America. Amen. And then he said, yeah, let's give God praise for that. And then he quoted from First Timothy chapter 2, which is great advice for anybody. Anybody who wants to complain about politics, anybody who wants to complain about other people, what does the Bible say? It says this, 1 Timothy 2, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, and intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority. It doesn't say just pray for those who we voted for. No, I didn't say that. All those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. Amen. How many of you want to see God's presence across this nation? Amen. Praise God. We can pray for that. Anybody here want to commit yourself to praying for our nation? Amen. Or praying for, for our president? Well, I want to take a minute right here to... Uh, to to take a minute to pray for uh, our councilman, Ron Nirenberg, and his wife, Erica. Would you stand right here? All right. And we want to say how much we appreciate you serving our community. And he's our district city councilman right here in San Antonio. And how many know he needs our prayers. Amen. They need your prayers, right? And thank you for joining us today in worship. And uh, we want you to know we're going to be praying for you. You're a councilman for right where we are at here at Fortress Church. Thank you for joining us today, and and if it's all right with you, we just want to pray over you. Is that all right? Church, you're ready to pray for our councilman. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, and we just ask your blessing upon this couple, this family. Lord God, it's not easy to take a step into this position that he has accepted, Lord God. And as he's been serving our community, even more uh, specifically here where Fortress Church is located, we pray for our city councilman. Lord, give him wisdom. Give him insight. Lord, may your Holy Spirit lead him and guide him, and we thank you, Lord God, that you have a special calling upon his life, and we thank you for what you're going to do, and we just pray once again that he would be led by your Holy Spirit, giving you the glory and praise. We thank you and honor you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Councilman, for joining us today. Amen. Amen. and. uh Today is actually also across America, Sanctity of Life Sunday. What is that? All across America, people are taking time to pray and recognize the deep value of human life. January 22nd, 2017, this is our day. We're praying across America. Every Bible believing Christian is being made aware of what Psalm 139 says. What does it say in Scripture? For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Anybody know that you have a, a the the hand of God upon your life? God created you from the time you were in your mother's womb. Created you with a purpose, with a plan. And uh, God has a plan for every individual. And today we are praying for the unborn children. A lot of times people today, they they fight for their rights here. We have rights here and rights over there. And I understand that. But uh, can we just say, Lord, thank you for life. Lord, we want to speak life into our families. We want to speak life into our nation. We want to speak life into our community. It's all about life, not about death. And so we want to pray for that. Amen. Would you join me, Father, in the name of Jesus, we celebrate with other believers across this nation as together we celebrate Sanctity of Life Sunday. Today, Lord, we thank you that, you're, that you, O oh God, are the giver of life. Your word says it, and you have given us life. And, Lord, today we, we thank you for life. We stand up for life because, Lord, you are the giver of life. You have a plan and a purpose for every child even while they are in their mother's womb. Thank you, Lord, what your word says Thank you as Christ's followers, we can understand and believe, oh God, for your your desire for each one of us to live in the name of Jesus. We thank you for that. And Lord, right now, just as though we prayed for a councilman, we lift up our president. Lord, uh, we thank you that we live in a nation whose God is the Lord. And Lord, we just pray that your wisdom, your anointing would be upon President Trump. Lord God, whatever he does, Lord, for some reason you have placed him in this place of authority. And we say thank you, Lord. And we, as the Christ followers across this nation, lift him up to you as a servant of you, O God. And we thank you. We pray that you would be with him and bless him in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, John 15, let's get back. Number three, lesson number three. Your love for God will be stronger than ever. Your love for God will be stronger than ever. Jumping to verse 9 here, it says this. As the Father has loved Him, me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love and keep my commands. You will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's command and remain in his love. You see, the, what Jesus is saying here is that the closer... We get to each other, the more love is expressed. The more, uh, let me put it this way, the closer a husband and a wife get together, come together, the stronger their marriage will be. Last week we talked about this, that you, you get close to the people who you pray with. If you pray for your spouse, pray with each other, you're going to get closer together. If you, if, you're, if you pray with your children, you're going to get closer to them. If you pray with your friends in your connect group, you're going to get closer to them. It just just happens. You get close to the people you pray with. And I'll add to that, you develop that relationship that we're talking about. So as you pray to God, you're going to get closer to God, and you develop your love for God. Your love will be stronger than ever. Stronger than ever. So if if you, uh, you probably heard this term before, if you feel that you're not as close to God as you used to be, just a reminder, it wasn't God who moved, okay? (laughs) You pulled away from God. Let's get back better together with him. Number four, lesson number four from John 15, your joy will be stronger than ever. Jumping to verse 11, it says, I have told you this, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. Now, when I thought about that, I said, there's a lot of people, even Christians who walk around and they, ha- they do not have the joy of the Lord. And that's a shame because Scripture is very clear. How can we have joy? Well, the closer we get to God, the more joy we will have. Your joy will be complete. That's what Jesus says here in verse 11, that your joy may be complete. Now, I kind of looked at, I, I, I looked this up. I looked at the antonym of joy, which is the opposite of joy, and pretty much it's discouragement. So let me read to you what discouragement is, and if you can identify with any of the following definitions or descriptions, uh, you need joy. You need to turn things around. Okay, listen to this. Discouragement is dissatisfaction with the past, distaste for the present, and distrust for the future. Mm -mm. I'm not stepping on any toes, am I? It is ingratitude for the blessings of yesterday, indifference to the opportunities of today, and insecurity regarding strength for tomorrow. What is discouragement? The antonym of joy. It is unawareness of the presence of beauty, unconcern for the needs of our fellow man, and unbelief in the promises of old. It is, the, it is impatience with time, immaturity of thought, and impoliteness with, to God. Now, if that describes anything you're dealing with, you need joy, okay? You need the joy of the Lord. How do we get that? Jesus says very clear, come close to me. Remain in me. Draw near. You are stronger with the Lord, and your joy will be stronger than ever. Life lesson, joy is waiting for you in the embrace of the Lord. You are better together. Last of all, number five, your friendship with God will be stronger than ever. Your friendship with God will be stronger than ever. Now let's look at verse 14. Jesus says, You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. I love that. See, this is a reflection of our relationship with the Lord. We are friends with God. Anybody here is a friend of God. Amen. I am a friend of God. Now, if you look at that word friend, it comes from the, it's it's a derivative of the Greek word for love, the brotherly love, phileo, but it really goes to the extent of saying a trusted confidant. Do you have a trusted confidant? Well, I'm telling you right now that your trusted confidant could be, should be the Lord Jesus Christ. That's who it should be. Uh, And even going a step further, in one of the studies, as I was looking at this whole context, it says it's like your best man. Now, if you're getting married, you want your best man to be the person you are closest to, the one you can trust. may not be able to trust everybody around you, but you're going to choose somebody to be your best man if you can trust them. That's what Jesus is talking about here. He says, I want to be your best man. That's what he's saying. I want to be your best man. Now, another scripture that comes to my mind is found in Revelation 3.20. And it says this, here I am, I stand at the door knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. I love that scripture, amen. It reminds us that there's a time in your life and mine that you hear the knock on your door, Jesus is calling. The Lord wants to come in. The Lord wants to start a relationship with you and be close to you. He wants you to receive him as your Lord and Savior. The Lord doesn't knock on your door to say, I'm here to bring you religion. Nah, nah, nah. He's there knocking at your door to say, I want to be in a relationship with you. Some people open the door. Some people leave Jesus standing at the door. The choice is yours. Now, I want to go a step further with Revelation 3.20 because it's not just for those who do not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. You see Revelation 3:20 is also, is for every single one of us. Whether we're believers or non-believers, whether we're Christ followers or not Christ followers. I say this because if we're Christ if we are a Christ follower, we need to have constant daily communion with the Lord. In other words, Jesus knocks on the door of your heart. I'm going to say this every day. And you have a choice whether to open up that door and let him in or not. And if you let him in, you know what Jesus wants to do? It says right here, he he wants to eat with you. He wants to spend time with you. Now, we we tend to hang out with people who we are close to. If you want to get closer to someone, you don't just shake their hand, hey, God bless you, see you later, and you have a 10-second conversation. No, you spend time with them. Hey, let's do lunch. Let's go out for dinner. Why? Because you want to sit down, talk with them, get to know them. There's a special dynamic that happens when you sit down and meet with someone over lunch or over dinner. A meal kind of brings some unity there. You kind of put out other things, other distractions that are around you, and you focus on that relationship. When you were in high school, what happened? You'd get your tray from the cafeteria, and you'd look around, and you'd see, where am I going to sit? you choose a place where your friends are, people you know, people you connect with. You take your tray, you sit down, and you have lunch with them because you know them there's relationships there there are rela- when you when you when you're going to celebrate your birthday and you want to go out to eat who do you you invite those who are closest to you you have a relationship with them and on, and on I think you get the point Jesus wants to be that person in your life Jesus wants to be that person that you invite over to your spiritual heart every day he wants to commune with you he wants to speak to you he wants to encourage you So as we read this in Revelation 3.20, it says, Come, I'm knocking on the door of your heart every day. Would you open? Because I need you to open up the door every day. I want to come in. Let's hang out together. It's called daily devotions. Daily time with God. Getting into the Word. Spending time in prayer. Spending time in worship. The Lord wants to be right there with you. This is what relationship is all about. And I give you one last life lesson. If you get your relationship with God right, then everything else falls into place. If you get your relationship with God right, then everything else falls into place. I am better together with the Lord. When I fall, he lifts me up because I'm better together with the Lord. When I confess, he forgives. I'm stronger together with the Lord. When I am weak, he is strong. When I am lost, he is away. When I am afraid, he is my courage. When I stumble, he steadies me. When I am hurt, he heals me. When I am broken, he mends me. When I am blind, he leads me. When I am hungry, he feeds me. When I face trials, he is with me. When I face persecution, he shields me. When I face problems, he comforts me. When I face loss, he provides for me. When I face death, he carries me home. He is everything I would ever need. Everywhere, he is there. In every way, he is God. He is faithful. I am his, and he is mine. We are better together. Would you stand with me right now? Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege that we have to be your sons and daughters. For a few moments, would you bow your head? Would you close your eyes? And as we take some time... To prepare ourselves for the response to the teaching of God's word, and and that response should be prayer, we're going to take some time to call upon the Lord and say, Lord, I need you in my life. I need more of you. I need more of your presence. And, Lord, I've come to realize I'm better together with my relationship with you. With your head bowed and eyes closed, I ask you this question. The most important question you could ever answer in your life is, Jesus Christ Lord of your life? Is Jesus Christ Lord of your life? Because the answer to that question will determine where you spend eternity. Because if you have made Jesus Christ your Lord, then it's time for you to get into that personal relationship and say, Lord, I'm ready to spend my life serving you. If you've never made that decision, or perhaps maybe you did and you've uh, walked away from God, today is your opportunity to make things right with God in that relationship. If that's you, would you raise your hand? We're not here to embarrass you or single you out. We're here to encourage you. Because it's the best decision anyone can ever make. It's not about religion. It's about that relationship and accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior. How about... The struggles and the trials and the challenges that you're facing in life, could it be that you found out that you're stronger together with the Lord? Maybe you've been dealing with a, a challenge, a suffering. Maybe you've been dealing with a tribulation, something you don't understand. It's time to go to the Lord. It's time to say, Lord, I'm coming to you in prayer. And every time you go to the Lord in prayer, you're becoming stronger with him. Today, we're going to do exactly that. We're going to open up these altars. I believe God is speaking to every single one of us because I know God is speaking to me. Is he speaking to you? I hope you would acknowledge that he is. We're going to take some time to pray. If you need somebody to pray with you, pray over you, there are prayer partners to my right and to my left. Perhaps you need somebody just to lay hands on you and give you a word of encouragement. We would love the privilege of doing that. Others of you, maybe you want to just kneel here at the front altar. It's perfectly fine. You alone with God. You can come alone. You can bring someone with you. Maybe as we've been looking at connecting with God and connecting with other people, maybe you need to pray about um, about doing a connect group. Maybe just joining a connect group. To my left, on this far wall to my left, there's the, the tables if you want to sign up for any of the connect groups and say, Lord, I, I want to get connected. I want to be in a in a connect group so that I can grow. I want more of you. This past week was a great week of Connect Group ministry. Fantastic week, and I loved getting report after report about what God is doing. God is using many of you. So we're going to open up these altars. I want to encourage everyone to find a place of prayer. Can we respond to what God is saying? Can we respond to what God is doing in your life? Let's take a few minutes to do that. Would you find a place to pray? Thank you for listening to this audio podcast. Fortress Church is located in San Antonio, Texas, near Bandera and Prue Road. For more information, check us out at www.fortresschurch.org.